This is the Business Breakfast with Oanda on Jazz FM. Online trading, currency data, money transfers. Time to look at the latest business and markets news with Oanda Senior Market Analyst Craig Earlham. Craig, good morning. Good morning. Uh, European markets have opened mixed today as uh, investors are in a bit of a holding pattern at the moment. They're keeping an eye on developments in the United States following their lifting of lockdown restrictions. Oil prices uh, had big gains yesterday. They've fallen back again today. It struck me that uh, there's been a lot of bullishness uh, the last couple of weeks, which has been interesting because a lot of it preceded uh, a lot of these big events, which could have been the catalyst for bullish moves. Uh, and then late last week, uh, we obviously had the Apple and the Amazon results, which seemed to knock sentiment. We had Trump talking about tariffs on China, re- reinstigating the trade war potentially, which took some of the heat out of things. And then we've had a strong start again uh, at the start of this week. Uh, and now we're seeing that kind of pair back a little bit. It seems that we're kind of, like you say, in a, in a holding pattern, in a in a waiting moment. We've seen news that uh, of economies starting to reopen, but these are going to be baby steps in the early stages, so extremely gradual. Uh, states in the US the same. You look at some of the, the cases now, obviously Boris Johnson stating late last week that we were past peak virus, and the data certainly supports that. So we kind of feel like we're in this bit of a holding pattern right now um, or, or a kind of holding move. You look at the oil prices, that was very supportive for equity markets yesterday. Energy stocks getting a big bump. We've had a massive rally now in oil over the course of the last five days. So maybe we're seeing a little bit of profit taking kicking in there as well. So perhaps that's taken a little bit of the heat out of the move as well. Uh, obviously, oil itself has been supported by a couple of factors over the last couple of weeks, one of which is I mean, let's just face it, one of which is the fact that it fell so far, it it, it was just extremely cheap. The only way is up, in other words. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I know we saw negative $40 a barrel um, a couple, a few weeks ago, and see, technically, the only way is not up, but equally, that was the first time that's ever happened. So we can't can't draw on that as normal. Um, But it's risen 140% in the last six trading sessions. So not a bad move in that sense. Five consecutive daily gains, I believe. So, yeah, I mean, we are seeing a little bit of profit taken maybe kicking there. It's still the extremely expensive price of $24 a barrel. Um, and again, I think that's being driven by a combination of the fact that these economies are open, uh, opening. Uh, and obviously, that means there's more prospects for people to get in their cars uh, and for things start to uh, resemble what will become the new normal for the rest of this year, um, which just means a little bit higher demand. So obviously, that helps things. Uh, and then also, we are seeing little supply cuts being announced here, there, and everywhere, whether that's coming from Norway, ConocoPhillips, and others. Uh, these are kicking in. The OPEC cuts, the OPEC Plus cuts, started from the 1st of May, so maybe that's been supportive as well for price in the near term. Uh, and, and so I think there's been a culmination of things coming together. But then, then like, like I said earlier, it does feel like we're kind of in this in-between moment. So it's going to be interesting to see how we move into uh, the end uh, of this week uh, with with, of course, we've still obviously got Bank of England and things like that, but we've got non-farm payrolls on Friday. Maybe this is kind of a pre-NFP holding pattern. Who knows? Yeah, we end the week uh, in a fairly busy pattern. Of course, in uh, the UK, it's a short working week because of the supposed uh, public holiday, although um, for some people, every day is a public holiday, really. Uh, Not for the likes of you and me, of course, but yeah, Friday Mm. was meant to be a commemoration and still will be to a certain extent of uh, VE Day. The normal Monday, May Day bank holiday uh, moved to Friday. Just want to go back to what you were saying before 
uh, about the sort of positivity uh, which uh, you can attribute partially to the comments of Donald Trump. He's obviously trying to buoy markets and particularly that oil price a little bit by talking up the economy. Uh, he's even said that, yes, uh, reopening parts of the economy against the advice of many health experts would cost some Americans their lives. But he argued that the benefits outweighed the costs. I think we've discussed this before. I mean, that's always the case in, in every aspect of our lives. It's benefits versus cost. No one wants to think of things as being uh, um, sacrificing life for the benefit of the economy. But, um, but it is always uh, it is always just weighing up uh, the pros and cons of something and going with that we can't close the economy until the until there's a vaccine and a cure uh, that was never going to happen the reason why many of these economies have closed as they've said is to uh, to kind of lower the curve, but also to to lift some of the pressures off of the healthcare system of, uh, around the world. Uh, and once that happened, we we're always going to see a gradual reopening of these economies in a responsible manner that preserve life, but allowed people to go back to work, allow businesses to survive, allow people to not lose their jobs. Because again, it's not a case of what's worse, but it's it is a case of we we can't have a depression just because we're afraid to uh, to reopen the economy. So this this is always going to be the difficult decisions that we're going to have to be made, and I think that's pretty much what he is uh, alluding to here, facing the reality that this is a trade-off, which unfortunately world leaders uh, all over the place are being forced to make, um, and. Unfortunately, again, that means that we are likely to see uh, a bit, maybe potentially a bit of an increase again. And uh, we've got the purchasing managers index from the eurozone for April out today. Is that fairly significant? I would have thought so. Uh, it is, but um, uh, I mean, we had the UK services PMI yesterday. That was um, that was fell to thirteen point four. When you consider that fifty separates growth from contraction, it's a devastating, devastating number. The services sector accounts for eighty percent, just over eighty percent of the UK economy. So it just shows how much everything is completely ground to a halt, and just how sharp a contraction we're facing uh, across Europe. The the numbers are a bit smaller in terms of the how much um, services account for um, the economy. Um, countries like Germany and others uh, have a, a larger manufacturing sector, for example. Those numbers have been devastating too. Um, 10.8 in Italy already this morning, 10.2 in France, um, 7.1 in Spain. But then the, again, these are these are countries that have been um, heavily impacted by other areas that they rely on more things like tourism, uh, manufacturing, which have also ground to a halt as well. So pretty devastating numbers. But again, I think we are still in free pass territory. I think people expect atrocious numbers and therefore we're not seeing that kind of hit the currencies for example too much yesterday the pound was pretty resilient uh, to that uh, PMI number and um, we're, we're again we're, we're seeing pretty much the same this morning we've seen those numbers now already and the euro is pretty much flat on the day and finally earnings season continues both in Europe and the United States. What's to look out for? We are kind of into a quieter period now in terms of earnings season. In the US, we are still getting a large number of companies reporting this week. I think it's probably around a quarter of the S&P 500 report this week. But we've gone through the major 
banks we've gone through uh the big tech firms or the bulk of the big tech firms so it's just a case of the odd one here and there but i do feel like it is going to now start to fade away from the headlines uh and that we're going to maybe start to hear a little bit less about it maybe it's going to be a little bit less influential i think people have a grasp now of uh, what kind of an impact it's had uh the the the, the coronavirus crisis has had uh, on uh, many of these uh, companies and the fact i think the fact that most of these companies are not offering guidance in terms of what to expect for the rest of the year going into next means that we don't really have enormous amounts to work with like say people are kind of accepting uh, of the fact that the, the near term and the current situation is is appalling um uh, and want to know more about the future but if they can't get access to that then that's that unfortunately means that we're just um, we're kind of we're just gonna have to wait and see. Uh, as far as the UK is concerned, um, we've got uh, some results tomorrow from BT and uh, International Airlines Group, a couple of big companies there. But again, I think it is going to start to gradually quieten down now, um, and focus is going to shift a lot more to economies reopening and away from what is effectively now deemed old data. Okay, Craig, thanks for joining us this morning. Speak to you again soon. Thank you. This is the Business Breakfast with Oanda on Jazz FM. Online trading, currency data, money transfers.